Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Riding the Wave with Mark Healy. I am Mark Healy. I am the managing editor of the Wave newspaper, Rockaway's newspaper, since 1893. And today's show, uh, a little different uh, than normal. Uh, Good morning, everyone. Hope you had a great weekend. Uh, Today we're going to talk about Theater of War, which is the upcoming performance, a dramatic reading, to be more specific, of Sophocles' Ajax, will be presented on April 17th at the Rockaway Theater Company. Uh, Of course, the Post Theater at Fort Tilden, it will be from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. It is a free, interactive performance. And joining us on the program right now is one of the actors uh, who will be taking part in the production, and that's Alex Morph. Alex, welcome to the program. How are you this morning? Hey, Mark. Thanks for having me. Doing well. Thanks. Uh, It's a great, uh, certainly a privilege to have you on. Um, When we did the, the Theater of War was in Rockaway last time, uh, we we did a lot of promotion beforehand, and yeah. you know the, the something like this, which is so uh, different than probably something that you've ever done. And I know that you've done a lot of different things in your career. When Absolutely. when you were first approached about doing this, uh, Alex, uh, what was the, your first thought? You know, I <laughs> I feel like I'm the person who actually approached them. I. Uh, uh, Brian happened to be, I was doing a play in Washington, D.C., and he happened to be there uh, doing one of his programs, and they came and saw my play, and I had, I had sort of heard about this, and I met up with him afterwards and said, how can I get involved? And, you know, of course, you don't, you don't totally understand what exactly it is until you do it. Um, and after doing it for the first time, I sort of knew that, that I wanted to, to be involved in this as much as I possibly could because it's, uh, I mean, it's the thing that I do in my job that, that I feel <laughs> most puts good into the world. You know, I, I was an actor myself once, uh, and mm-hmm. I used to always enjoy doing readings. Uh, I felt that it was a completely different way of performing, and it yeah. it it was different enough from having to learn lines and going on a, on a stage and learning blocking and being part of a, it it is different, but do you think that because it, because this, do you think that because it deals with uh, post post traumatic stress disorder or PTSD as other people, you know, commonly refer to it, do you think that based on the, the material and the subject matter, especially the post performance stuff that's talked about, do you think the reading Lends itself to that. Uh, definitely, you know, there's a lot of re- there's a lot of things that make this particular program really unique. Um, you you just mentioned a bunch of them. The the material, you know, I I don't know about you, but I I re- you know in in school I remember reading some some ancient Greek plays and sort of not getting it, sort of being a little bit, you know, it seemed, it sort of seems like pretty over dramatic in in my mind. And the amazing thing is. Uh, when you do some of these plays for soldiers, they immediately get it. It's like 
uh, uh, Brian, the head of the program, says it's like these plays are written in code for people who have lived lives of epic proportions, which which our troops certainly are living. Um, and to to watch those those the way that those plays affect these soldiers in, in just like you said a simple reading scenario with with just a bunch of actors sitting at a table going for broke. It makes me understand those plays in a, in a different way too, and and um, exactly what you said that you know the fact that it's a, that it deals with things like post traumatic stress, um, and and the way that Brian and and usually the panel of uh, experts afterwards are able to respond from their guts from the emotional uh, impact that they've just had from the reading, it really opens up a dialogue that's that's unlike any other place that I've ever seen. It really uh, allows for the conversation to get started uh, in, in about a very difficult conversation that I feel like often people don't really know how to talk about. The preparation for something like this, too, uh, in some ways it's very it's very similar to the work that you'll do, uh, whether you're, you know, you're in a play like Of Mice and Men, which you did on Broadway, uh, which you've got great reviews for, and and certainly, you know, it, it, there's some things that are the same, but there are other things that are different. What, talk about, um, and I hate saying that because journalists should never say sure. talk about. Um, <laughs> share with us the part of your process to, to prepare for something like this and the difference uh, than it would be for a stage role. Yeah, you know, the biggest thing is whenever, you know, whenever you're playing uh, a part, for an audience of people who understand what that part is better than you, it's always there's always uh, pressure to, to not uh, to not play at it, to, you know, to really try to be uh, be as authentic as you can. And, and uh, you know, I, I've done different projects with with Brian before. I've done I've done projects uh, where I, I do a, a one man show about alcohol abuse. Uh, at, at halfway houses and, and it's the same thing with, with theater of war shows. If you're doing a show about soldiers who are suffering or family members who are suffering from a father who has PTSD, um, you better be true to, to what those emotions are. If you're doing it in front of people who've actually experienced it, otherwise uh, it feels like a disservice. It feels, um, you know, to, in my mind, almost, a little bit insulting. So to me, it, it heightens the stakes of how well I need to do my job uh, in order to really make people, allow people to have an experience instead of, you know, commenting on, oh, well, it's not exactly like that, you know? The other aspect of this, and I think one of the reasons why they wanted to bring it to, back to Rockaway, is that mm-hmm. in addition to you know, the veterans that will be attending and the families of veterans and all the different folks that just are fans of the theater uh, in Rockaway. There's also the attention that will be paid to a different sort of, uh, you know, PTSD, and that is the folks that had to deal with the devastation of a Superstorm Sandy. And, Certainly. you know, and and it's hard it's hard sometimes to tell people, say, look, you know, every time it rains, there are kids that have nightmares. You know, every time, yeah. uh, just recently, we had a, a blizzard. We had it on the front page. It was a blizzard that almost wasn't, uh, that almost yeah. wasn't, but sort of was. And yeah. you had on, you know, in Beach 80th Street, you had the surfers were out there in these giant waves surfing, 
And then you yeah. go 10 blocks down, Alex, and people were tweeting and posting from Facebook yeah. from their rooms saying, oh, my God, is, is, are these waves going to create storm surge? So, yes. uh, and that's all based on post, you know, the, 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 you know, the, 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 PS, uh, the PT, PTSD from Superstorm Sandy. So that'll be probably, that will probably come up. Has that been discussed Certainly. with you and the actors as, as, uh, as something before this performance? You know, not, not yet. Um, we, you know, we've done, you know, I've done similar, pro, you know, uh, we, Brian and I went down to uh, New Orleans area and, and uh, the Mississippi coast for the 10th anniversary of, of Hurricane Katrina. And we did shows specifically for that. So I have, I have been, we, we haven't talked about that yet, but I'm sure that we will. Um, and, you know, the amazing thing that Brian does, uh, and, you know, like I said, Brian Dory, he, he, is, he is the the creator of Theater of War, and, and he's also the moderator of these conversations. And he allows people to speak about what they're feeling in a community setting where, you know, where you're there with your neighbors talking about things that maybe you haven't had, a, you haven't really talked about before with, with other people. And by saying things out loud, in my experience, it really allows people to accept some of those things that they're feeling and get and share them in a way that, that uh, I, in my mind really creates community and creates understanding. And, you know, that's, that's why we do it is, is because you can, you know, our job is, is really not that important. You know, we, we go and, and do the play and we do it as best that we, as we can. But, like, what, is, what, what this program is really about are the community members uh, involved and, and getting a conversation started so that people can talk about these things that, frankly, are, are really difficult to talk about and, and have been difficult to talk about for 10,000 years since these plays were, were created. You know, like, it's... It's an ongoing problem that, that has existed for as long as we've had, you know, written language. And you're, you're playing Odysseus, correct? Um, I believe In that the reading, I'm playing. Know? I believe that I'm playing uh, the the messenger in the sun. Um, okay. You know, which which uh, the the messenger and the they're they're, they're both community members. You know, because this play right, obviously. Right. We do it for we do it at military bases all around, but it's also about the families of these victims. It's about the wives and right. the kids, and you know right. the and and the the soldiers who are serving alongside people or who are, who are having a difficult time. Um, that's why after after the reading, usually we do a panel where there's somebody who's currently serving, somebody who is a veteran who has served, a spouse or a family member of somebody who has struggled with. PTSD, and then usually some sort of mental health professional. So you, we really try to cover the full spectrum of, of people affected by this issue. Now, obviously, um, the folks that you're doing the, the, the show with are both uh, very, uh, you know, excellent, excellent actors in their own right. And uh, there has to be, uh, you know, I always say that uh, I just got back from a conference uh, that was mm-hmm. for um, – other other man, uh, other editors and other publishers of community newspapers and I always uh you know certainly I remember when you're part of an ensemble and you you how much mm-hmm. you can learn and how much you can share with other actors so yeah. it, it's got to be um 
it's got to be really helpful and really energizing to work with people like Reggie Casey and, and Amy Ryan, right? Oh, it's off the charts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's one of the amazing things about this program too. They get such wonderful actors, and I feel just like lucky to be a part of it. I mean, you know, I, I'm really proud of the career I've had, but I I also get you know think to work alongside these people who who really uh, are idols for me. You know, the people who who have forged a path in their careers. Uh, it's it's tremendous, and every different you know I've done it with so many different. Um, combinations of actors too and every time uh whoever's reading brings something completely different and, and it's always interesting to to respond to what what one particular actor is is giving you you know because every every performance is different for people that have never done this before um you know when i talk about what i I did as an actor, and I was an actor until I was about 26 when I changed and, mm-hmm. and went into journalism. Um, people ask, you know, how how can you separate what you are, you know, when you when you develop a character, you research character, and then you bring it on stage, and you know, all the emotions and all the different things that go on in character preparation. Everybody has a different method. You know, some people, right. you know, ascribe to you know Stanislavski. Some people, uh, right. you know, are more stand your feet and look in the other person's eyes and tell the truth. For you, something like this, which is incredibly emotional, and especially the post-performance interaction with the crowd, mm-hmm. I mean, I know that there are people that don't like to do that, you know, that really, as sure. actors, really don't want to keep, you know, stay, you know, they want to go home after their performance, yeah, sure. especially an emotional one like this. How do you process sure. that? I mean, how, how does it? how is it for you... Um, Dealing with that, do you? I mean, how can you characterize that as an actor uh, for people who don't necessarily know anything about the craft? You know, in in terms of the craft, it's pretty it's pretty straightforward. You know, you it's we're all doing the. the every, oh, you're right. Everybody has their own methods and ways of doing it. But at the end of the day, you're you're trying to imagine that you're somebody else. And in this in in, in this case, you're trying to imagine that you're. Uh, somebody who has served in, in the military or somebody who is a family member of somebody who served in the military and, you know, you just use your imagination as best you can and, and go for broke. Um, but as for the, 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 the follow-up part of it is, is, I think, the most interesting part for me uh, because we, we, you know, when you, when you see these performances, they're, they're not subtle. You know, this isn't, this isn't a, uh, you know, a subtle play where everybody's sort of, you know, you have to look really close to see what somebody's thinking. These are people being hit by large life events and actors who aren't afraid to go for broke and really show what, you know, really experience these feelings on stage. And and I I think that, that part of the joy of doing it is walking off that stage and being and, and sitting down in the audience afterwards and being done and being like, okay, well, we did that. And that's the first part of the, of the presentation. But now the real part of the presentation is, is the real, or, or is the real life drama that, that people are going through that, that hopefully this, this performance that we did allows them to access in a more visceral way, speak from their guts because, Hopefully, what we did allowed them to have some sort of an emotional response. 
Um, and when people are able to speak from their emotions, uh, sometimes you can talk about things that you can't talk about if you're just sitting around at home, you know? Something that you mentioned before about, um, you know, not getting, you know, Sophocles or Aeschylus sure. or any of the Greek tragic Greek tragedies uh, when you were in high school. And I, I remember yeah. I, I taught acting uh, and history of the theater uh, at one sure. point, and like I felt it, it was so important to make it accessible to yeah. the kids. And 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 I think that in a way, when I did it, it was kind of similar to what uh, Brian has done and making yeah. it accessible. And, and finding sure. that channel, you know, finding that channel to where, okay, not only are we going to speak to soldiers, but we're going to speak to anyone that has been through this kind of post-traumatic stress disorder type of situation. And sure. I think that is really what, you know, to agree with what all the things you're saying is that by mm-hmm. making this kind of making this kind of theater, making this kind of writing accessible to a modern audience – um, yeah. I think is is so important because if you study Greek tragedy and if you mm-hmm. study it, you know that at the time that this play was performed, I guess it was uh, 40, 444 uh, BC, is that mm-hmm. you know so, uh, uh, Sophocles was kind of um, no one brought the uh, you know the the gods on stage. Yeah. So for Athena to be on stage for yeah. this um, for this play, uh, yeah. like was shocking. You know, it was like when yeah. NYPD Blue first came on, it was like, oh my yeah, god, exactly. you know. So you know, the thing, that's the kind of another, right. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say another thing that that Brian always brings up that I I never knew is that Sophocles was a general in the Greek army, elected general twice. Uh, and this, these plays were performed in these giant amphitheaters for thousands exclusively for people who either were serving in the Greek army or had served in the Greek army. And maybe a few, you know, priestesses or, you know, people who weren't, who weren't military, but almost entirely for people who knew what war was. And, in, and especially during this time, he was writing during a period where they had been at war for years. And, it's just like it's remarkable that he's writing stories about, you know, the great Greek war, the greatest Greek warrior Ajax, who, uh, you know, struggles with PTSD and, and kills himself. You know, like he's writing a general is writing that story for ten thousand of his troops to see, and you know that this it just begs all these questions of what's the what, why, why that story? Why is the general writing that story for his troops? And it's, it's amazing to see how modern-day soldiers just understand that in a way that I, uh, I don't, or at least, you know, I, I, I wouldn't without listening to the soldiers speak about it. And, and I think that's useful as well because there are a lot <laughs> of people that um, aren't, you know, don't have that kind of, you know, like I, I come from a family of veterans, so mm-hmm. I can easily access their memory, their, you know, when they're willing to uh, certainly mm-hmm. access, you know, that kind of information and try to find some kind of empathy or some kind of, yeah. uh, you know, be able to relate to it. But yeah. this, I would think, gives people who don't have any, 
kind of access like that to people, you know, who have fought for this country or, you know, like, yeah. you know, or, or a family member of somebody who died from this country, this gives them yeah. kind of a window of opportunity to kind of understand what not only do the, you know, do the, do the soldiers go through, but also their families yeah. as well. Exactly. And I, I feel like that's really needed right now. You know, I feel like there's, uh, you know, there's conflict going on all the time and, and, uh, we are we live in a in a time that I, I feel like uh so many of us are relatively unaware of the of the sacrifices that our our vets are making all the time and uh you know to to allow that conversation to be opened up in communities to to just like have an acknowledgement of what people are going through and hopefully uh make people a little more willing to be open to conversations that maybe are uncomfortable sometimes is, uh, I think, uh, a great service, Uh, not just for for the soldiers, but also for, you know, people like you and me who uh, are are separate from it. And, um, but, you know, of course, none of us are totally separate from it because we all live together. Now, do you find, and of course we're talking with Alex Morphe, he's going to be in the upcoming performance of A Theater of War, which is going to be uh, at the Post Theater in Fort Tilden uh, on April 17th from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, it is free, folks, and it is interactive, and it is incredible, and I certainly recommend um, I certainly recommend people go to see it because not only is it incredibly engaging and well done, uh, the quality of acting is going to be at a very high level, and I think uh, you'll get people will certainly get something from it. Um, and before I let you go, I know you have a lot of these things to do, Alex. Um, what what do you find um, after you do one of these performances? And after you listen to all the questions, and you, and you know, not just with the interactions that you have, but with the interactions of the other actors, um, what what do you talk about after, at least if, if not to others, to yourself? How do you how do you feel after you do something like this? I mean, it's got to be draining, but what are some of the emotions that go through your mind after you do one of these performances? Oh, great question. Um... You know, I think one of the biggest things that it's made me think about, and I sort of touched on it just a minute ago, is like it's it's uncomfortable sometimes to deal with people who are, you know, like I'll give you an example of, you know, living in New York, you you come across veterans in, in you know, who are, are having a hard time. Maybe veterans who are uh, are dealing with, with mental difficulties um, who have come back and, and you see them on the streets, on the, on the subway. Um, you know, when I go, I'm, I'm from Iowa. When I go home to Iowa, sometimes I, I run into past classmates who are, are veterans and touch a little bit on, uh, troubles that they've had since they've come back. But, you know, it, it tends to be something that, that is a little bit taboo, uh, to talk about. And I guess what it does is it makes me want to just be a little, you know, not not to push people to talk about it, but to be available if people want to talk about it, and not to sh- just shut down. Because I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of people, you know, who don't want to talk about it, and and these these people come back from serving overseas, and when people 
are shut down and don't want to talk about it, it feels like, you know, anytime, anytime something gets uh, compartmentalized and repressed, it, it usually gets worse. And So I guess the thing that I have taken from it is to try to let myself sit in that discomfort sometimes when, when I'm in those situations to allow myself to have conversations with people who are having a hard time. Alex, I want to thank you so much for spending the time with us today, taking the time with us to to share this upcoming performance. And if people want to keep up with what Alex Morph is doing, how can they do that? Uh, I'm going to be in. A, you know, the next thing I'm going to be in is a Netflix show coming up in October called Mind Hunter. Uh, that's directed by David Fincher. So you can keep out, keep an eye out for me there. But otherwise, uh, you know, I'll I'll, I'll be around. So you're a little off the grid and you like it, right? <laughs> a little bit. I, you know, I used to do the whole, I used to have a website and do all of that stuff. But, uh, I, you know, I now I just feel like hopefully the work will speak for itself and people like it. They'll, they'll keep tuning in. I get it. It's always tough. I mean, I, I'm a shameless self-promoter. I have serious, I have no problem yeah. doing that. But I, I know that yeah, there sure. are a lot. Uh, I still keep in touch with so many of my friends that are still, sure. you know, um, you know, still working and still going at it, and uh, a lot sure. of them are the same way, you know. So yeah. I, I certainly get that, and really, really appreciate you coming on. I'm looking forward to the performance, and you have a great day. Thanks so much for joining. All us. right. Okay. You too, Ben. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And that was Alex Morf again. Uh, the show is coming up on April 17th. It's going to be at the Rockaway Theater Company's Post Theater at Fort Tilden from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. It is free. It is interactive. And, again, it's the theater of war. And I'm really looking forward to the performance myself. Uh, again, actors Reggie Cathy. Uh, you will know him from House of Cards and Oz. Amy Ryan from The Office and The Wire. Uh, they will also be part of the, uh, of, of the program. And um, certainly want to, before I go, uh, wish those... Uh, folks who are uh, celebrating Passover uh, today to certainly uh, wish them well and uh, enjoy, you know, celebrating with your family. And uh, Rabbi Marjorie Sloan wrote a wonderful Passover message uh, in the wave, and you can go to rockawave.com to read it. Again, a Passover message by Rabbi Marjorie Sloan, really, really good um, stuff. And she's such a gifted writer, and I, I... want to get her back in the paper on a more uh, you know a more regular um, more regular period she she's a great writer and she's a does a wonderful things in the community and certainly want to wish her and everybody else that's celebrating Passover uh, uh, a wonderful Seder and a safe one and uh, we will be with you relatively soon we're going to talk to other people that are involved with theater of war uh, we're going to be doing the podcast on a much more regular basis moving forward and certainly uh, look forward to interacting with all of you in the Rockaway community. Again, this is Riding the Wave. I'm Mark Keeley. You guys have a great week, and we'll talk to you down the road. This is Riding the Wave. Your fellow man Well that's who